Blended. And that is the sound of a new episode, long overdue episode, as I might say, of Marketing Blend. Yes, I'm back with it. I always wanted to get back into it, just always just never seemed to do it. And I'm sorry about that, but we're back because I really care about marketing and you should too, especially for your business, because it's really important that you actually care about that stuff. So let's get on with it. Now, this is actually quite important and it's quite uh, disturbing uh, to say the least. So Google got rid of its map maker in favor of just uh, doing things through its map app. Now, thing is that uh, people have done some nefarious things to the map maker. They took it down and then redid it. And then all of a sudden, March 2017, they're like, okay, we're, we're going to shut this down. It, uh, it's done. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be no more. So uh, as of March 2017, there's going to be no more of that. The problem is, is that with MapMaker, you could figure out who was doing uh, some nefarious things and then change it or deny it like, like usual. However, now you can't do that anymore. No, that's right. If you try to change it, it's going to be anonymous. So the anonymous person can change it at will and you don't even know that they've changed it either. So... Some spammer or some competitor can be like, oh, I don't like you. I want to get your business and then change your phone number to be their phone number. And you have no idea. You might figure out, like, why haven't we gotten any calls in, like, days? And then you go and see that, well, it's not your phone number they're calling. They're calling the other person. So I don't mind a lot of Google's updates. It's just this one does seem a little not very good, to be honest with you. Uh, so if you are in that type of realm of I need to um, get this done or I need to be a part of or I should even say that the online business should be your business. Unfortunately, now is that you have to check it like crazy. Now you have to be vigilant about it. You cannot not 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 care about it anymore. You have to care about it. You have to now check it. Every single day, every single hour, maybe just leave it open. But now you have to check it because Google has not done its best job of actually getting tools for small businesses to make sure that their business and everything is right and not changing on them. And that's a big problem with uh, with all this is that Google has not given the tools. They kind of left it behind with with the old map maker, which I don't really understand why they would do that? Why would you not have the same transparency type of tools on your maps that you would have MapMaker? Just you could have just exported all that. Nope, nope. Decided not to do that because Google doesn't like fake news. I don't really know why Google's doing it. And the funny part is, is that this is the type of thing that could technically damage or even make a business go out of, go out of business because they would not even know if it was the right uh, address or not. They'd be pulling up and be like, this isn't what I said it was. Oh, this, what? I'm so confused. So I'm sorry, small business owners, you're going to actually have to vigilantly look at your um, Google listings from now on until Google updates and actually gives you some tools to fight uh, some spammers from doing it. All right, but moving on. So if you didn't know, in 2016, Google kind of released, not kind of released, they actually did release 
AMP, or Accelerated Mobile Pages. This is kind of the new way of searching, the more mobile side of searching. So it's going to have carousels. It's going to have a bunch of different things that they're testing out right now. So that means that it's not really a set standard for Google yet, but Google takes a while to do anything. Anyways, it's just the way Google is and you have to deal with it. So here's the thing. Um, it looks like the AMP um, carousel doesn't get the average click-through rate as the non-rich results. It's off by a little over 1%. Um, an average position is uh, different too. It's, the average position is a little bit better. But here's the thing. The reason why is because there's a couple things. People, people may not like it, but they're not also willing to scroll down as well. And you don't really have to scroll down. So you scroll to the side instead. I don't think people are used to scrolling sideways. Um, on Google searches. Now, it's used to scrolling si sideways on a lot of other things, but usually when people are searching, they want to scroll down. It's kind of the normal thing of doing it, just scrolling down, just keep on scrolling down. So the thing is, is that people will only check every once in a while when they scroll, they might check one or two, and the position for the carousels is about 10. So you have about 10 different carousels, and so people may scroll through it, but not scroll all the way uh, to all the way to the end. So as always, position is really good. So they, there is a there was a little research, a little data through um, search engine land that said AMP rich CRT, um, let's click through rate if you didn't know, by position results. Uh, it dropped drastically from one to 1.9, from 11% to 2%, from two to 2.9. So that's a huge drop off. So you really have to be the first result to get the most. Now it does uptick a little bit, the sixth position for some odd reason, but then it goes back down. So it's 3%, so it goes two, and at the three mark, it's 1%, four, 1%, 5%, 1%, 3% for six, back down to 1% uh, to for seven, and then 0% at 10. You do not wanna be the number 10 at all. Now the non-rich ones, it starts off at 25% at the one through one through nine, goes dips to 14% for the twos, 10% uh, for the threes, 8% for the sixes, 6% uh, for the fives, 4% and then goes on and on and on. So right now it's kind of a little bit there. Your CTRs are a little bit better on the non-rich link text, but that could always change because it always does change. And AMP is still very new. Google is still testing it out, still tinkering with it. So this could change as well. Um, so if you want to do that AMP, which I usually highly recommend to try to get your site at least ready for it, because you're eventually going to have to actually do this probably next year or maybe in the middle of the year, but I'm not even next year. I'm thinking two or three years down the road, you're going to have to be on there. It's just how... The, the internet works, it, you have to do this. But uh, what I would say is that test it out if you want to, just make sure if you're going to test it out, that you're at the number one or number, especially the number one, but the number one or the number two spots. And after that, you better be the number six spot because oddly enough, number six gets you a little bit uptick, but I would not be anything below seven. Once you go below seven, there is no percent chance of you actually getting the click. So once again, for these things, make sure that um, your bid is good. Make sure it's all relevant. Make sure the pictures are good as well. Uh, just make sure it's 
really good because you don't want your boss coming and going like, why are we getting on this? And be like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because of my picture. It happens sometimes. I feel for you. All right, and moving on to LinkedIn uh, costs. So LinkedIn is an interesting platform. I still like it. I still think they've been doing a great job of supporting it. I'm kind of wishing they would hurry up with their redesign for their profiles on the web, but I can hope someday. Um, but the thing is about is the ads. So the ads are always a little bit interesting thing, and people always say, well, if you want to, um, if you want to do this, do that, or there's just some kind some conventional wisdoms about your goals and so people are like what do you want to do is well it's all it depends on your goals well that's not really true there's actually a really good formula that i kind of read um from this guy and he's basically says always start off with the cpc cost per, cost per click and if it's below 3.5 percent those are bad relaunch them try to do something new because they aren't doing well. Now, if it's a CTR of 3.5 to 1, those are doing great. And uh, just try to get them as low as you can with your bids, uh, with the budgets. And now, the last one. Now, if the last one's 1% or more, those are the really good ones. And what you want to do is that you want to change your bids to uh, cost per million, uh, just because you'll get a lot more clicks that way. Um, but you also want to bid high, but not... Too high where, um, not too high where you're overbuilding so much over everybody, but high enough where you aren't getting at the second position or falling off. So it's it's got to be a little, yeah, you got you to try it out, test it out. Um, also remember that um, usually for these, for the CTRs, people will eventually get tired of your ads. So only do it from about uh, one to three weeks. After one to three weeks, you should not do it anymore. Re reassess, re uh, go back through your ads and redo it, refresh it basically. So after probably, look, I would look at it from the first week, I would look at it the second week and if it's about the same, then leave it the third week. If it starts to go down, well, after, um, once the third week hits, or actually during the second week or during the third week, I should say, uh, you should be looking at re refreshing it and looking at um, different ways of saying your ads. But like I said, Less than 3.5, bad. Between 3.5 and 1%, pretty good. And try to make your bids as low as possible and try to get so to maximize the uh, the return on investment. Then over 1%, make sure that you're doing the cost per million. So switch it to cost per million, only over 1%. If it's not over 1%, don't do it. But be aggressive as you can um, because the cost per million will help with the clicks as well. Um, but those are only the really true performers. So look at your um, click-through rates. Look at all that stuff. And make sure that, it's, that if it's over 1%, your click-through rates go to class per million. If it's not, if it's in between the 3.51%, just try to uh, maximize the budget you have for it so you can get the best um, traffic for your bids. So, I mean, that, that's kind of how it's going. Now, on to live streaming with Periscope. So Periscope's an interesting um, live streaming app. It was one of the first ones out of the gate. Meerkat was the first, but they are no more. Uh, they are owned by Twitter as well, which in eh, Twitter hasn't really been doing so well. But the thing about this is, is that they are now launching uh, live 360 video. Now, before I say anything else, they are testing it out right now. So they have some partners 
So you cannot do it quite yet. However, this is another thing that you're going to have to do in probably 2018. I wouldn't say, really say 2017 is going to be a big push because those 360 cameras are expensive. But the, that's what I'm actually leading into. I got ahead of myself. If you're going to do 360 um, video, you need to have a 360 camera. Now, your ordinary um, mobile phone camera or even like a, a nice uh, DSLR will not work. You're going to have to get a nice very nice um and they're not cheap whatsoever 360 camera i think the lowest i've may seen one is ten thousand. so unless you have the budget of doing it i would not recommend doing it you can do the plain old live streaming and it's still fine uh but yes 360 experience is coming to periscope uh broadcasters now like i said before it's only for a select few right now, if you don't have, you, you probably won't have it for a while. It's probably going to be months, maybe even a year, hoping more months. But um, if you don't really know and you keep on scratching your head, like, what is uh, 360 viewing? Well, basically what it is is when you look in your phone and you see a video, you can actually scroll all the way around 360 degrees to see what's all around them. Um, the first one to actually do a really good job, make it... <clears throat> Kind of popular was way back when Force Awakens uh, was coming out. They did a um, computerized uh, vision of the desert of Jakku, and they did it on Facebook, and that was actually a pretty good one. Uh, people could see all the way around. It's kind of speed run through. You could see all the way around for for it, and that was really popular. It was a really good um, win for Star Wars in general, even though they didn't really need that much of a win. Uh, it was pretty. It was a pretty good win for them. So that's what it's all about. Now, once again, you have to have a camera specialized for that. If you don't have a camera specialized for that, you cannot do it. And you also have to be a partner for right now. So I would wait off on it. Um, I would actually maximize what you're doing for your live streaming. If you haven't done that yet, I would look into finding strategies to actually use that as well. Use um, Periscope use uh, Facebook Live if you want to, um, use in Instagram Live if you want to as well, but pick one and pick one that you actually have a pretty good following on and they will actually respond to you. If you don't have, uh, if you don't have an audience, then build it. I mean, if you, don't, if you can't figure out which one it is, test all three of them out, do one, test one out or just all of them out for one month or more. But give it enough time. Do your live streaming once, twice a week, whatever you feel like you can do the most of, and then see where your engagement goes. If it does, if Periscope's not working for you, get rid of it. If Facebook Live's not doing it for you, then don't do it. If Instagram's not doing doing well, then do that one. But like I said, it's all depending on where your audience is. I would not try to like go crazy and try to do all of them, but go where your audience is. All right, moving on. So it looks like uh, Amazon is testing out um, some product placements in AdWords. That's right. They usually weren't in there for quite a while, but now Amazon's slowly pushing into it, uh, probably to, you know, get more ad revenue, get more people to purchase their stuff as well, and Google as well. Uh, I mean, they, they are kind of competitors and not competitors at the same time, depending on what industry you're in. So the Amazon Echo competitor uh everything else for shopping eh, a little bit competitor google has google shopping but i wouldn't really 
say that um, tablets competitor. I mean, they they do really cross boundaries, but uh, main the main Amazon thing is not really a big competitor for Google. Google does have Google Shopping, but I wouldn't say that's a big priority for them as much. Um, but they're testing it out, and I don't think Google will say no to their money. <laughs> I don't think Google will say no to very many people's money. Uh, but yes, they're testing it out right now, and uh, you know it's 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 starting to pop up a little bit more. Um, so people have tested this out and seen some Amazon.com uh, product placements uh, for things like measuring cups or um, well, measuring cups is kind of what they actually did for the example, but. Um, it showed on the, the mobile and the desktop as well. So, yes, they're testing it out. So if you are selling something on Amazon, be sure you're trying you're trying to get a part of that as well because it will help you with the sales in the long run. I'm just telling you. It's just one of those things. But, yes, you should be aware of that as well. All right. So you own a website. It's, it's all great. It's all going very well. Um, now I'm here to give you some bad news. If your website is not HTTPS, by the end of January 2017, Google will actually make your site um, not look like malicious, but say it's not secure. So it will alert its users saying this site's not secure, even if only one part of your site is the one taking sensitive information, they will dub your whole website not secure. So here's my plea to you in 2017. Please get your site HTTPS certified. There's a few ways of doing it. You can go the paying route and find a company to do it. It's not cheap. Or you can go the open source route with Let's Encrypt and see if you can do it that way. Now, if you don't have a little, the know-how to do it, then I would say go with the paying option uh, because it, it, there is some legwork in doing it unless your self-hosting site does it for you a little bit easier. And that's one of the ways you can do it. So um, beyond that, I would say, um, yeah, do that. Even if you say, well, I don't really um, get any sensitive information off there because it's only what Google cares about. I would say still do it because it does kind of give that extra protection for you and for your users at the same time. And I know that it's another thing to actually buy slash put um, put uh, time and resource into, but I think it's a good thing to actually put time and resource into. So be sure that you are actually doing that because I want you guys to be really, 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 really all set for, two th for the rest of 2017 because when you're in January, you got a whole year. If you're not doing it right now, you're eventually going to have to do it in the long run and you don't really want to, have to go through it. So do it right now and be prepared for it. Just, just one of those things. All right, do you want to step up that marketing game on Instagram? You're like, ah, it just doesn't have enough links. Well, there is a free tool that there to help you tell Linktree. And what it actually does is it kind of allows you um, to put a title and the URL and kind of gives you a little bit more analytics on the, on the uh, links that you can do. So you can add a new button, add a new link as well. Um, you can do multiples of them. Uh, so if you really want, if you have like several different links that you really want people to go to, uh, this is something that you should probably look at. Uh, it's it's a pretty easy site to do. All you gotta do is sign in through your Instagram and then it's already up there for you. Um, I've not really tested it out 
too much. So um, you're going to do a little bit of the leg work. The great thing is, is that you can't put their link into your Instagram bio instead. Now, if you are a business page, it's a little bit different because you already kind of have the whole, this is where I'm at type of a thing, uh, or this is my site. And so that's another thing as well. Uh, but like I said before, if you're looking for a way to add multiple um, links to your Instagram, this is probably the only way you can do it. And it's free. So you don't really have much to lose, to be honest with you. So I would say check it out. I've put it in the show notes if you wanted to figure it out or if you wanted to try it out. It's free. You can try it out. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. That's all it is. All right. Now, this is a little bit older news, but I thought it'd be still good to say it. Facebook is going to be doing audio live um, broadcast. Now, once again, this is only a test right now. You cannot do it. I know I've tried. It said no. I was kind of upset because I really wanted to try it out. But alas, I can't. Uh, but uh, there, there is that. So if you are looking to you know, start a podcast, I would wait for this because this is a very free, cheap way of doing it um, and seeing if you actually have the clout or the knack to actually consistently do it as well because you won't be losing much money or any money or anything like that. And then you can say, oh, I actually like podcasts. Maybe we should do it because podcasting is on the rise. So in 2008, there was about 10,000 uh, average around 10,000 downloads um, or excuse me, number of active podcasts. 2015, there's 60,000. I'm probably saying in 2016, there's probably going to be 100,000. Um, so there's that. The percentage of Americans listening to it. So 2008 was about 9%. Went up 10% in 2010, 11, 12%, 12, 13, and it stayed, it stayed at 13% in 2013. Dipped 1% in 2014 to 12%, 2015, 15% in 2000, actually in the middle of 2014, 2015 was about 15%. 2015 was 17%. I would say it probably hit 20% in 2016 because of the rise of it. A huge rise of it. Um, so this is not a big thing or like, oh, I never con- would consider them doing it. No, they looked at the numbers. Even LinkedIn brought out some stats about how um, impactful it is on LinkedIn uh, podcast. So I wouldn't be surprised if other ones are following suit with doing live audio as well as live video and audio. But um, I want you guys to be well aware of this and maybe you can do some actually audio updates or do some interesting audio ads or um, interesting things with audio as well. Um, I would look into it if you want to do your own show, then I would make sure you know your logo, you know what you're going to talk about, you know your host, your host kind of know what they're going to be talking about too because it's half the battle. Uh, but I would be testing out as well. And like I said, uh, it's never a bad idea to do audio because audio is very easy. It's a lot easier to do audio than it is to do video. Um, there are some edit tricks you can do for it, but audio is by far the easiest out of both of them. Video is a little bit more difficult and audio people can take anywhere. They can plug in their headphones and just listen instead of going somewhere and going, where can I look at this? Oh, there's too much. It's too much sunlight. Um, but yes, for my podcasters out there as well, you might want to look into this. Um, 
for another option of getting your message out there, not just your static downloads, but also doing other interesting things on that as well. So check it out. Be sure that you're testing out everything you can. And I would be looking for this probably in a few months, um, seeing if it actually comes out everywhere. Because like I said before, they're testing it out on their partners. And so you're not going to see it everywhere yet, but you will eventually see it. Um, but yes, I would try to be using the live features as much as I much as you can. I'm figuring it out as I go along because I'm a one-man show, so it's a lot for me to do multiple different things when I'm doing all of it. All right, moving on to um, Snapchat versus Instagram. It's always the biggest thing. It's always like, what should you use? I usually say it's demographics. What is your demographics? If it's used a lot younger, go with Snapchat. If it's used a little bit older, Go with Instagram. Now, Instagram does have the bigger audience because it was around a lot. Well, uh, it was around earlier than Snapchat. Snapchat has that cool um, vibe going with it, kind of like what Facebook was when it was starting out. It's got that coolness vibe to it as well. Um, now, Snapchat is not as easy to use as Instagram, so it's kind of a ding for it, but it also has a lot of great features uh, for Snapchat, even though Facebook and Instagram are basically lifting it up and using it, um, which is another interesting thing to see how well um, Snapchat can uh, compete with the complete just lifting of their own stuff. Um, I mean, they did launch group messages as well, so that's another interesting ploy, but uh, Spectacles is, kind of, is going to be a little bit more of their feature because it's going to be about live now, what's going on right now, Share everything about your life because you should. I just never know about that one. But uh, it. I will say this. You should probably look into which one you want to do. Um, if you want to be on both of them, that's fine. But once again, every time you're on a social, every time you sign on to a new social network, that's more content or more ad content or more um, writing, more pictures, more things you have to do to use it, to effectively use it. Now, I test a whole bunch of things out because I just want to test them out to make sure that I'm not missing something. So I sometimes don't do a great job with all of them as well. I try to do my best to do as much as I can, um, but it does get hard when you have like 15 counts that you have to look after <laughs> just by yourself. Um, so I look into the best ones to do it. Now, if you do have a wider demographic, you might want to be on both of them. But once again, I want to say this. It's going to take more time. It's going to take more content. It's going to take more time to build the following that you don't have right now. Now, you can get a lot of people from coming over from your other social networks, but you also have to build it through there organically as well, especially with Snapchat with not really having advertisement or advertisement being really expensive. It's not very cheap on Snapchat either. Um so that's the thing. But like I said, for Instagram, you're going to get a lot more reach if it's if your uh, picture is good. Um, Snapchat's not as big of a reach because they don't really have a web version of it. Um, it's a little bit harder to find discovery stuff as well. Um, so there's that. Um, like I said, um, it's... It's, it's always that thing. If you're going after my generation, Snapchat's probably your better op, your better option. 
Um, if you're not going after my generation or the younger ones, millennial generation, then Instagram is your better option as well. Um, but like I said, there's pros and cons to everything. The other big thing about Snapchat is that you have lens geo filters, um, custom lenses or face altering lenses and location based geo filters, which which companies can buy as well. So there's that to look at out too. Um, so like I said, it's all really depending on what you want and what you're going to do with it. If you want live streaming stuff, Instagram is your better option. If you don't care about that and you kind of want to like really engage with your audience, the Snapchat may be the better option depending on the age. That That's that's really what it's all about. Now on to what I'm kind of predicting for marketing in 2017. So last year was video. It was all about video. There's I, all the time. Video, 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 video. And it's still going to be video now too it's going to be more about pushing into live doing 360 live and doing that stuff but i'm going to see and i'm probably i may be wrong about this but i think live audio is kind of the next thing as well as well as augmented reality and virtual reality now virtual reality kind of hit the ground on 2016 a little bit um this year it worked Markers are going to have to really look at and really see where it's going to go with that and see if it's actually going to be a viable way of advertising or marketing your products through there as well. It could or couldn't. doesn't really matter. You have to look at it because this year could be a make or break for it. Um, for marketing, AMP is going to be another big thing. Uh, so I would look at that. Make sure that you know about it. You know what's going on with it and that you're ready for it as well because more features are going to be going they're going to be placed into it more and more and more also the thing that's going to be on the rise is voice search or voice search engines is going to be on the rise as well and you're going what's that well your amazon echo your google home uh it's reported that microsoft's going to build one it's reported that apple's probably going to build one just more the um linkless voice searching well no there's probably there's gonna be links probably in their phone but um just someone going um hey alexa or whatever um that's what it's going to be all about because that's what that's what people want to do ease of use of just turning on your phone and going where's this or something like that um or hey what about this um but something like that is going to be a big thing in 2017 because uh the last stats on amazon echoes was three times as much as last year so people are going jumping on the bandwagon of virtual assistants so it's going to be another thing i think bots are finally going to hit their strides and actually be a lot more um important and messaging is probably going to be as important um facebook is going to be more and more less about what it was from 2012 to when it started or like from the first half of what it was it's gonna be less about um status updates more about live video live audio rich media uh type things and it's going to be pushing along to have its own walled garden with live uh article uh instant articles excuse me um, another thing is to do is to uh, for marketers is to have different companies looking at metrics. What we saw in 2016 was that Facebook 
really did really done messed up. Basically, Facebook messed up. Their metrics were off. It was not very good. It, it, I shook my head when I saw that as well. Uh, so it's good. It's going to be good to actually have different uh, sites. And I hope different sites popping up that will kind of be like, hey, your um, Facebook metrics or your alternatives to Facebook metrics, looking at it as a grain of salt and being like, OK, is this actually the true metric or is, the, are there, is there a mess up somewhere? So I'm hoping to actually see more of that as well. And I also think 2017 is going to be the make or break for Twitter. Now, probably a lot of people aren't are be like, what? But Twitter has not been doing well. The stock prices have been fluctuating quite a bit. Uh, I know Jack Dorsey did the whole, hey, what would you like to see in, uh, on Twitter? And people were like, edit tweets, which should have been around quite a bit sooner. Um, but it's probably going to be more of a make or break year for them. I'm hoping they sing rather than I'm swim rather than sink. Um, I don't really want them to die because that just leaves another vacuum for Facebook to fill. I don't want Facebook to be the everything of the web. Yes, that's right. I don't want it to be everything in the web. I like competition. Competition works really well if it's done right. Um, that's another thing. Another thing is the accusation of accusations of fake news or the quote unquote fake news. So 2016, we saw kind of the rise of third party uh, publishers and just YouTubers kind of delivering the news and not really um, the media not taking a bigger um, focus. Uh, people distrust the media quite a bit um, to the point of where it's almost that marketers and PR people are becoming the journalists as well with their different press releases or just making different blog articles and researching at the same time. Uh, so I could see the rise of the, of the marketing journalist um, and uh, kind of the rise of people researching and, and being vigilant about it. Plus with Facebook and their algorithms, uh, we, we're probably going to see more message from Facebook as well on that. Facebook was, I'm going to say this in 2017, Facebook's finally going to, recognize that they are a publisher. They have to now. They cannot recognize, they cannot say, say we're not anymore since they're trying to push more media onto it. So that's another thing is that we're finally probably going to see Facebook be, finally admit that they're an actual publisher. But um, what I'm going to see is the rise of the marketing journalist. Uh, it's going to be no more about those news sites because those news sites are very uh, business-like Anyways, so I'm going to see the, like I said, rise of you, the, the, entre, well, the entrepreneur, neural, entrepreneur, I cannot say that, neural, uh, journalist, marketing journalist, and even kind of just um, other news sites that we didn't have before sprout up as well. So we're just going to have to be on our toes about that one and making sure um, the things that we uh, post or uh, if we share anything is actual and factual and actually researching that too. So you're going to have to have a lot more researching on you, that side of it. You cannot just take for granted. Um, you can't take for granted what people post on online. So you, you really have to be like, all right, is this actual and factual? So that's another thing to look out for. I'm sorry, marketers, but I still think that marketers are going to be, are going to be the new journalists. 
of, of the future. It's not going to just be traditional journalists. It's going to be a marketing side of journalism as well. Am I happy about it? Eh, not so much. I like to be marketing as marketing and journalism as journalism, but I don't really see that coming back until people start to get fed up with it. That's going to be the deciding factor. So we'll see. I could be wrong with this. Um, but like I said, we'll see. Also, um, it's probably going to be enough set, uh, said again. Uh, we're probably going to see an increase of people using ad blockers still and an increase of publishers saying, hey, turn off your ad blockers because we want our money. Um, because uh, these media sites are businesses. They need to make money. And um, for us marketers, we need to make the best ads we can as well. But people and rightly so are upset about ads because ads are everywhere on these publishing sites because the publishers don't know how to say no because they aren't doing very they aren't doing a lot of money. Uh, so we're gonna see that. We're also gonna see I'm gonna say this for marketing. So I'm doing marketing journalism because I'm just because it kind of that's how we see it in one kind of cylinder circle. Um, kind of the rise of the specialty um, kind of the specialty media where it's like, hey, buy, uh, get like a year subscription. Uh, so basically like a year subscription, yearly subscription, but more for like um, media sources and saying you'll you'll get this that no other person will get and we'll throw in maybe a mug or or something like that. So it's going to be more, it's going to be a lot, a lot more like that too, because people are going to see the success of some other people and be like, Oh, that's a really good idea. We should get on that. So you're probably going to see yearly subscriptions coming, kind of coming back, but more in a new twist of uh, video content and all that other stuff. Um, plus with still with them saying, we're still going to do free stuff, but just not as much. Um, so you're going to see, probably see a little bit more walled gardens coming up and markers. You're going to have to understand that, we, you could be losing ad space um, on these sites if they go that way as well because they may just get tired of it. They may get tired of just not getting as much revenue. I mean, that does happen. So markers may actually be um, pigeonholed to Google and the social networks and not so much the publishers anymore if they go that route and if they go, I'm, I'm tired of not making that much money anymore. I'm going to go this way. And it looks like it's working. So I would say look out for that, be aware of that, and be sure you're prepared for it as well. Now let's move on to um, apps and programs you should try out this week. That's right. So uh, we have uh, we have one called Gabbot, which basically alerts you to when your metrics are not going very well. Um, so it'll, it'll test it out, be like, oh, look, um, the status is passing. The health is good. There's no warnings. But then it'll be like, oh, there's an error. There's an error. You should probably check this. So if you're just having a problem with some of your stuff, I would actually look into this and see if it actually will work for you as well. Now, here's a good one that I found, as always, mostly on Product Hunt. It's called Curated SEO Tools. So there's it's basically a very basic site, but it has little different buttons that will send you different uh, great tools. So there's Guides and must-reads, blogs and communities, site audit, uh, competitor analysis, SEO crawls, on-page SEO graders, backlink tools, reporting tools, track, uh, rank tracking, keyword tools, page speed, official webmaster tools, rich snippets, social media, content marketing, uh, visitor analytics, AMP instant articles, local SEO tools, outreach tools, PC, PPC tools, 
SERP analysis tools, Ugh. WordPress SEO, online marketing platforms, and PBN domains. All of that, and it's all for free. And here's another one it's called Notification Hub, and this is kind of interesting. So it's only for Android, as I can see. Um, and it, basically what it does, it gives you a nice little hub, and it gives you notifications of missed calls, uh, of Chrome, of Facebook, messages, uh, WhatsApp, anything you have. And it will give you a nice, in one nice little um, app, so you don't have to go to all these different ones. It also will have um, custom, it it'll allow you to customize your notification experience as well. And for the Pro Edition, we'll have notification anal uh, analytics as well, so you can see what's going on with all your different sites too, from weekly, monthly, and all that fun stuff. It's free to download, but there's in-app purchases as well, so be aware of that. So if you kind of just been tired of all the social networks not doing very well, well, you could actually build your own with uh, Hauler. Uh, it's basically a way of creating your own private social network. So you can create it for your business social network, for school social network, in, in the incentive network if you want to do that as well, the club, personal spheres, uh, the associative network, and agency networks as well. Uh, so you can do that. You can control and enrich your experiences, uh, and you can keep control of it because all these other social networks, you cannot keep control of it whatsoever. Um, so I would I would look into it if you're looking to find a way to actually, you know, grabbing those customers you have and keeping them there and keeping your own confined space as well because most marketers will say is that um, your website is the what you can control. It's what you always should have. And the social networks are kind of rented space and you can only do some things with it, but you have to follow their rules. Uh, so something to look, to look into. And then the last one is uh, Hestesia, which is basically a way of doing uh, material design um, for WordPress uh, for business. So you can get responsive designs, makes it look really nice, really slick, really tricked out. And so you don't have to worry about it too much. Um, so if you're the ones that kind of doesn't really know what they're doing or um, doesn't really have the avenue to, let's say, um, to code, because that's a pretty big thing uh, to do. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know how to code, uh, you, you're, you're, you're in for it. Um, this would probably be the best way of doing it. And the shop looks really nice. It, it basically highlights everything for you. It has a little shopping cart as well. So I would look into this. Well, Hetesia, it's for theme. It's a theme for your WordPress. So why not actually do it? It's a pretty easy thing to download. It's not that very hard. Just says download and you download it. And there you go. And there's the different sections as well. So, I mean, you don't really have much to lose. So check it out. I put everything in the show notes for you. And that is the end of Marketing Blend. Thank you for tuning in and happy 2017 to everybody. And make sure to tune in on Wednesday for the new episode of Digital Coffee in 2017. I go through all the uh, tech news going on throughout the midweek, your midweek. It's kind of your midweek update. Uh, anyways, um, as always, if you haven't yet subscribed to Digital Coffee on uh iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Acast, AutoCast, and iHeartRadio. Also, be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, 
uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, player.me, uh, Anchor, I'm on there as well. Um, uh, Periscope, I'm on there as well. Twitch, YouTube Gaming as well. Um, on Gab.ai, I'm also on Minds. Uh, I'm everywhere because I want to be on everywhere. Also, uh, if you like this podcast, please consider supporting me on uh, Podbean and Patreon. I really appreciate it. Also, I've got some great uh, t-shirts, coffee mugs on my site, so check it out. So, once again, have a good rest of, have a good first Monday of 2017, and see you on Wednesday, guys. Later. Later.